healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next one. Well, welcome back to the Basement Film Music Lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on John Glass of the Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and we are always happy to have you down here with us. Uh, another edition of our Sounds of Washington, D.C. series here today. Now, uh, we're doing this all year. We're doing it once a month, generally towards the end of the month. Um, part of it is to get some more of this music in your ears. There are lots of other sites out there that, that do this. Uh, Hometown Sounds, if you want to hear it uh, every other week. They have an excellent podcast uh, that just plays the music straight for you. Um, and uh, But we had Paul on the first one of these, Paul Vodra, who runs that. Uh, but we didn't want to completely rip that off, so uh, these were having a little bit of conversations with people from, sometimes it's from the scene, sometimes it's just fans of DC Music. Uh, coming down here with us this edition, though, Benjamin Schur runs Blight Records. A lot of great records have come out from them over the past few years, but coming up, uh, well, Swole is out now, we're going to be playing a track by them, but also uh, Stronger Sex, which was, I guess last year was one of my, maybe two years ago, was one of my favorite releases. Uh, Johnny Fantastic and Leia Gade are, um, they're just, they're badasses. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. We aren't going to play their music this time, but uh, we are going to talk a lot about it. Uh, David Mole from from a band called Mystery Friends. Our our guy Mauricio is a big fan of those guys. So he came down, uh, shared a track, and then uh, and Vivian's hanging out again. Which is cool. Uh, Dunking on Marcus Dowling some more <laughs> since he didn't show up. Um, and so that's it. That's what we're doing uh, for this little edition here. Uh, so if you guys are uh, if you guys are ready, you guys want to you know, get your beverage, get comfortable, get your seat. It's not it's not too crowded down here, but uh, head on down to the basement. Uh, talk with uh, my good friends, some new friends about the sounds of Washington D.C. Is, yeah. that, is that cool? Uh-huh. You guys okay? Uh, yeah, we're getting there. Um, well, Tulia, welcome for the first time, man. This is uh, Ben. I've actually been trying to get you down here. Oh, shucks. Or a couple people down here for a little bit. Uh, I mean, look, we, we talk about DC music. There are people that do it much better than us, for sure. But uh, you are, um, your label, Blight, has been, how many years have you got? That going on right now. It it technically started in 2012. So really... a little ways. That's about actually that's when we started. Oh wow, really? Yeah. There you go. Then we're we're connected. Yeah, yeah. We've always been connected. Yeah, I guess. See. But, yeah. And 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 like I've been watching you your career and and some of your friends' career come up in this crazy DC scene, mm-hmm. multifaceted DC scene, and um and it seems like in the past year or two, like uh. Now that you didn't have your shit together <laughs> before, but it seems like all of a sudden this is starting to gel, right? Yeah. Um, I think what it comes down to in a lot of ways is just the the short the sort of like motion of everything. Like basically, you know, when we first when the label first started, it was because I was playing in a project, it's now called O, it used to be called Eskimo. Uh-huh. 
and we didn't have anyone who's interested in putting out our record. So I was like, it's like, well, let's just, let's do it ourselves. And we put out the first tape. And then from there, you know, it was just like, and I'd been involved with labels before that, but I was like being like, you know, I wanted to be as modest and as realistic as possible. So it was yeah. like, okay, I can pay to, to make a hundred tapes. We're on tour, so we'll sell them, whatever. And then we put out the, the first Stronger Sex record, mm-hmm. uh, Bluebirds. And, you know, it's it's weird. It's like one of these things that like, what helps a label move forward is other people knowing it exists yeah. and believing in it and a lot of stuff. So yeah. it's like, over, yeah, definitely specifically over the past two years, that's when like, I like right now we have like a whole new crew of people involved that I think have really gotten involved in the past like six months to a year. Who's on stuff now? I know Lindsay uh, Hogan is. Yeah. She, yeah. She, she does a lot of the photography. Um, uh, Mara, she plays in a band. Actually, I play in a band with her called Luna Honey, but it's like, it's like her project. Right. Um, Mara Pond and yeah. uh, Levi Flack, they've gotten involved a lot over the past little while. And it's kind of like a road to, I mean, it's it's more of a collective in a lot of ways now than a label because it's like oftentimes the bands are doing a lot of, like they're doing, they're putting, a, doing a lot of the work to put their records out, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like. It's a DC thing. D- yes. DIY, man. I mean, D- yeah, but, but like. We, we know that you can record anywhere. I mean, we're all sitting in a basement. You can, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that's, like, that's the method. Y- is, you, you just <laughs> get a basement, get some mics, and like you can put whatever you need in front of the mics and you got your thing. Yeah, and it, it kind of helps to just have like a, a crew, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I, I kind of see it as like, I don't know, I always seen Blake kind of like under like the, the Wu-Tang method in a lot of ways. Yeah. That it's like, it's, you know, it's only as strong as all the group of people around you because like, yes, a band, that's great. But, you know, that can be pretty ephemeral and it can also be like, sometimes when you know you're part of something bigger than just your band or your vision, you can like chill for a little bit and help yeah. other people. <laughs> and that can like reinvigorate you in a really good yeah. way. And I feel like it, it it's much more community oriented than like specifically the sort of like, all right, here's you're, you're the star and you know, you have all these, these other jerks in your band, but it's all about this one person and it's less egocentric. Um, yeah. And I, and I think, I think the best labels end up being like that. And I think also that's what this series is about, you know, having like people like you and people like David and mystery friends. Who, by the way, Mauricio loves your band. Well, that's good to hear. Mauricio <laughs> <loves your> band. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, find not just having people, but finding people who support that ha- yeah. at whatever level. Like, it's not about like, I'm your biggest fan. I'm your supporter because that we know how that ends up. You get your legs hobbled and mm-hmm. Kathy Bates. This, yeah. is, this is a bad look. Mi- misery. Yeah, misery. Exactly. But, you know, even even finding the smallest corners of people who like you and then figuring out like from a label perspective, I think, OK, how do we work them in? Yeah. How, how do we get them more excited or how do we just be like, OK, they're there. We need to serve some. And we're good. Really engaging with them. And I think that's Engagement the thing. It's like, key. it's like whenever people are interested in, in, in what you or, you know, somebody involved in Blight is doing, mm-hmm. like really trying to forge a positive relationship with them. And like, you know, it's like, obviously you don't want to just be like, okay, now we're best friends and we're going like, to, you know, I'll be, I'll be over tomorrow. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, you don't want any of that, but you know, it's, it is about like being like, look, we appreciate that you like this. And like, you know, we want to like, let you know when things are happening and stuff like that. So it's, it's, uh, you know, and we're all still, everybody involved is still figuring it out. Like Christy has been involved a lot as well too. Yeah. And like, just like, you know, which is great. Specifically Mar and Christy are like these two, just like Christy of Loloy. Yeah, yeah. Like really enthusiastic and like insight. They just have different perspectives and, but they, they bring a lot of uh, positive energy to the table and stuff like that, which, you know, is, is important to keep. 
Yeah, especially in 2018. <laughs> yeah, to keep doing music in 2018. Keep doing anything um, in 2018. So, so we're, we're going to start off with, uh, with tech, sort of one of your tracks, right? Yeah. Uh, this is out on Blight right now. Uh, Matthew Dowling of the effects of uh, Deleted Scenes and uh, Paperhouse fame. Uh, this guy, I've heard him referred to as the secret weapon in D.C., uh, by a lot of people, he is. He's, I would agree with that. He, he, he's a fantastically talented musician. Um, he's now doing stuff under the name Swole. Swole goals. Swole goals. <laughs> you can't see, but I'm, no, I'm, pumping, he's I'm, I'm like pumping a lot of iron right now. But like to this. the All thing, the and this was actually my pick tonight because what was fascinating to me is after hearing him, uh, the stuff he's done in his career and knowing like his range. And this is sort of fitting into this is sort of like him meeting Blight, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not. It's not him. Like I got to make a Blight record. It's like him. Him meeting Blight, and you're like, okay, how can we? Because you're on the record. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I did uh, synth and drum production mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and uh, well, because when we started working on the record, it's actually older than than most people would think. Uh, we probably started in like 2000. Maybe even the end of 2015, but 2016, something around that is when it was really being worked on. And it was before there was really yeah. a- anything established to what it would be. And a lot of yeah. what informed Blight, it was I, Matt told me, taught me an important lesson in, in minimalism. Because a lot of the stuff is, is fairly simple as far as what we used. And um, he, he approached me because I guess he liked the Stronger Sex record. He was like, being like, would you want to make a record together? And, you know, I didn't know exactly what to expect. Um, but what was really cool to me when we were working on it and we had to both keep it under wraps until we had figured out a good like plan for how to put it out was like being like, to me, this is like the logical like next step from deleted scenes. So everybody to me who really yeah, would like yeah. that, I was like, I was really pleasantly surprised to know how much deleted scenes, the how much he brought to it. So it was really cool to like be like, whoa, this is still carrying on in a lot of ways yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's certainly informed by that yeah. uh so let's let's hear it right now this is uh you've gone away this is from uh swole's it's just the name itself battle right swole and uh and a jams
You've gone away by swole uh, David or Vivian. What do you think? I really like that. It. Yeah. We were just talking about how it was kind of sad but upbeat at the same time. And I feel like that's something that fits the recent weather really well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's also like that's a sweet spot. You know, for me, it's like that idea of a, a sort of somewhat nostalgic, has a little bit of a upbeat melancholia, which also might be the perfect 2018 soundtrack. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what? This sucks, but it might might be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got a, it's a little different. It's not, I like that. Yeah, it's, um, we talk a lot about licensing stuff down here, and I, I don't know how much Blight is involved with this, but like, I think the question, Slowly. I think the question is, is and, and, and I don't want any like DIY kids out there cringing when I say this. The question is like, what show, what CW show does this end on? Ooh, what's on the CW what, what is right it? Now? Yeah, what, what does it end up on? Well, let me tell you. Give me some <laughs> you can watch The Flash. You can watch okay. Black Lightning. You can watch Arrow. Uh, you can watch Supergirl is on the CW. I think Riverdale would be my guess. Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, I, I like the idea of I like the idea of Supergirl though. Yeah, um, but I think probably practical. If we're if we're gonna be practical in this scenario, gonna go with Riverdale. I'll go with I'll go with Riverdale. Okay. Awesome. Even though I've never seen it, but I'm, I'll go with it. It is Twin Peaks mixed with crack. Oh, okay. I would, then I would then, swole, I, then swole is the band. I would highly that. recommend it. They aren't going to have a, a bang bang room like in Twin Peaks, but uh, they might have a place where where you and Matt can be playing. It's not the Peach Pit either. It's not nine two one. Oh man, <laughs> um, that's a shame. David, you're up next. What'd you bring to us here? I brought to us uh, the band Q. Yep. Um, so they're a band in D.C. Uh, they're kind of they have one person who lives in Philly, plays with them in D.C. and uh, otherwise in D.C. Um, they definitely borrow from some of that, I'd say, kind of '80s, The Smiths, um, you know, kind of that that genre of indie, and um, and they're damn good. And we played with them a couple times, and uh, they're really cool people. And what I like about them is they have a very sonic sound for being. Um, you know, they're not, there's not lots of synths, not lots of weird elements. It's just mm-hmm. a really full sound for people and guitars and that's cool. Well, you guys, and, and you guys in mystery friends are, uh, describe your band a little bit because I, th- I think you, you, you sent me a couple tracks on this and I was, I was like, oh yeah, it kind of aligns with what you guys are doing. I'd say, well, so we sort of tongue in cheek describe ourselves as, as moderately danceable, which is kind of the way we, <laughs> we go by. So it's not like, you know, straight up dance rock. Yeah. But it's also not, um, we try not to make it so you're just standing and not moving your ass at all, right? So it's the idea that's something you can sway to and also has a little bit of a beat to it. I think it borrows from some of the, you know, early aughts indie music, but also reaches, I mean, like I'm a big Talking Heads fan or yeah, that, yeah, that sure. era. So that's sure. kind of my, my jam. And so I think that it, it is informed by, post-punk and indie but also you know some pop and it's not afraid to be you know accessible without being uh boring yeah. so and you guys have been playing some gigs right yeah, yeah we played union stage on tuesday which actually was a wild show we played with the it was a kind of pre-snow so it ended up being a little lightly attended but yeah. which was okay um but uh we played with this band yamantanka sonic titan um and they're wild it's like this gloom prog metal band mm. from canada and it was Definitely not our genre, <laughs> but, but no, so, so that that's something. It's weird. That's something that I think DC can it does do it to some point. And, and Ben, maybe you can speak to this too. Like that, it, it can do a lot better. And so the best shows aren't necessarily uh, when you have like five bands that are all the same, or even five. But like this different pairing of get people in the room for one thing and give them another thing. 
and then figure out the the, the trick is not to oversaturate it and stuff. I but. totally agree. You know, it was actually interesting because the first act was a spin mock identity. And so, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And they're awesome too. And they had definitely pull in more of the, it's like sort of post hardcore or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Right. And, um, and so the combination of three pretty different genres, but pretty, and, and I think different people came for each. And I, I think there's enough overlap that is a good reminder that on the one hand, right. Genres don't, always matter right yeah. you know like you might be like oh i really like indie or i'm really i hate jam music or whatever you might say you dislike or like but when you actually see the band live you can go oh shit like this is awesome and i didn't yeah. even know that i like this genre and so the cool thing about having that kind of cross-sectional bill and so that was that was really cool and we've played with lots of different we played with like you know kind of trip-hop rap music um we have this guy silent mentality as a friend um really interesting music he's making totally different but also you know kind of can work with a band yeah. that's making dance rock so nice uh, so the name of the band here is is Q. Is that Q, right? Yeah, Q. Q. The name of the song is Frontier. Yeah, let's check it out.
Yeah, so that's the first time I've heard that band. Uh, I don't know if we're on like a, a Pretty in Pink theme tonight. We're going like I'm, I'm down with it, man. I'm, I'm down with like the '80s shit. And this is this is something I don't know. And this is completely unintentional. I don't know if we talk about uh, very often about what's going on in DC. Is this not not experimental synth stuff that's going on, but just like poppy synth stuff that's going on? Like you guys, uh, Philip and Broke Royals, he's been down here a lot. Uh, where it it's um it doesn't hit a lot of the like the local blogs per se uh it it does but weirdly it gets like airplay like actual airplay you know like Philip and them uh, played in a, some weird thing in American Airlines where they got Southwest many, Airlines however many thousands of <laughs> dollars to play <laughs> yeah to like I think yeah and 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 it's a thing that like you don't yeah they often... played South by Southwest just last week right so I mean you know they're they're doing it yeah yeah <laughs> we didn't do that <laughs> well <laughs> next year maybe yeah maybe next year next year maybe uh yeah but that's right I I need to uh, add them to uh to things I need to check out here uh, Ben what do you think I thought it was great uh yeah. it kind of reminded me of like um there's a yeah there's like an eighties band called the Chameleons mm-hmm. UK it reminded me of like that and like also kind of like War Paint and stuff like that but yeah you know, War Paint's I mean, a good War Paint's a really good comp. Yeah, and I guess if you're gonna strive to be somebody, Warpaint would be. I mean, they're, they're a great come band. on, <laughs> they, they are. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, it's nice to know that there's a band like that in DC, and I'll check them out for sure. Yeah, for sure. Did you? I'll check them out more. Yeah, um, I don't really have as much of a frame of reference for rock music as I do to other types of music. I mean, I really liked it. I think it was very like it just reminded me of something exciting but also kind of like chill like oh, i hate that word but kind of flowing from what you just played you, you remember um, when beach house first came out mm-hmm. yeah and beach house is whatever you think of beach house beach house is a very singular sound and then there were a lot of bands that did that and then stepped into 80s stuff like i would actually pull up even the sundays there yeah, with, yeah. With, with, with the beat, not not it's too it's not sparse enough to be the Sundays. Yeah, well, it doesn't doesn't just sound like Cemetery Gates. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I love the Sundays. Yes, throwing throwing shade at the yeah the, the, the late but, '80s rough trade stuff. But uh, but yeah, it it kind of feels like uh uh, uh like this could have happened a bunch of years ago. Like this is what would be almost as like it'd be like from Baltimore. Yeah. That is a good point. I actually was thinking about that because it was like, you know, when I first heard Beach House, they sounded like really 70s to me at first. And I didn't actually yeah, like their no, early stuff. Yeah. But then when Bloom came out, which is like super 80s and like has those like beautiful like Cure guitar parts, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, this is great. I love, yeah. you know. Yeah. More, more Cure. Where is the next Cure? Can we make that I mean, happen? You're talking DC? about the next next band that's, that is, that actually, is going to be Robert I, Smith? Or? I, I, don't want, I don't want the next Cure. I want the next band that can pull off Disintegration. Oh, that's you, all I want. I'll tell you what. New Swole. Just. Yeah, oh shit! Okay, well you just heard one track. Yeah. Uh, the album's out now, right? Yeah, so yeah, people yeah. Can get it. Well, no, that was like a big influence on my end. Was that and like OMD and a lot of that like Cold Wave kind of very beautiful eighties. Did you see OMD when they just played? I here? didn't because I'm apparently a total idiot and didn't know they were coming. <laughs> I was told the day that they were. I was yeah, and I was just like ah, oh, and they were you know yeah. Yeah, I, I probably owe it to to give them money because of how many things I'm sure I ripped off for that Swole record. But they'll be back. The, Good. They, they will be back. Go see them. They're great. Uh, great band. Vivian, you are up. Uh, as you right. said, <laughs> you have different music tastes and yeah. excellent ability to slam Marcus down. But 
<laughs> but he's never gonna live that down. Terrible. He is not. So this one actually, um, I just found this earlier today. Um, I was kind of going down a rabbit hole in SoundCloud off of um the April and Vistas mm-hmm. SoundCloud from what we we interviewed them like a couple weeks ago. Um. Yeah, that's kind of how I like to find new music a lot of times is just kind of go through people's SoundCloud followings and likes and all of that. Yeah, and especially in places that I don't know that much about the music scene there, such as DC, it's a good way to kind of learn more about Mm -hmm. how people interact, like how you were saying, like getting to know the, the people that people who make music enjoy listening to. So this person, Echelon the Seeker, is from Maryland, mm-hmm. or it's where he's based out of, um, according to his SoundCloud and Bandcamp and everything. But this song is from an EP that re- he released, I believe, in 2016 or 17. Nice. Um, and it's kind of all about self-discovery and nature and that kind of thing. And I really like it. And he thankfully named the title. Th- Yes. (laughs) Yeah. There is a title. There is a title. It's life. Yeah.
anyone can play guitar, great song. Wrong podcast, Ben. Just proofing, you know. Yeah. I was say. I just love it so much. I love the guitar. We're back in Pablo Honeycast right now, and uh, let's relitigate that. No, we're not going to relitigate that. Uh, that's a jam. Yeah. That is completely. I mean, so a lot of what you have like pitched to me or talked with me about is hip hop. Yeah. And I I don't know why. And this maybe we'll get into this on a later podcast. Like just from what the page is and stuff and it's in I, th- I believe it's arabic like the language that he all the song titles are in his name uh i expected hip-hop mm-hmm. i did not expect that yeah so that's yeah i was a little surprised myself when i picked that song i think sometimes i like get kind of in a mindset of hip-hop and especially like more I don't know the technical like music term you probably know, but the kind of the beat that's more mm-hmm. slowed down in a way and oh, like has the chopped and screwed thing where they like, take the sample. Like, no, like, no, or... like like not slowed down as in in that sense. I don't know what you mean, but no, like when instead of being a faster song like this, it's kind of like a like the hip hop beat. I don't know what I what I'm trying to describe, but right down tempo. I guess. Maybe. Yeah, it might might yeah. be. But yeah, I I guess this kind of just spoke to me in a way that I didn't really expect. And it was really interesting because it's not something that I really expected from the DMV area. I don't know why. Yeah, that that's actually the, yeah. It's yeah. like, what, what is this little dude like sitting at? I said little dude. He's probably not a little dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what is this dude sitting like in his house somewhere or went in the studio and he's just like, I really want to be Peter Gabriel. Like. I don't know anybody in the DMV who would do that. Johnny yeah. Fantastic. Well, fuck yeah, Johnny Fantastic. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's all I, I do know. Maybe Eric. Maybe Eric Slate. Yeah, more Johnny. More Johnny. More Johnny. The two of them together. But are you teasing a new Blight album? They've already done that. That's, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Mm. But maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah. But that, man, that, but that, yeah, that is like it's so unexpected. For what's going on here, I, I mean, I don't, mm. we don't even know if he's active anymore. I got to do a this, lot of this guy. Yeah. yeah, he has newer stuff on his SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's really cool though that people, because I can, I can see him working with other people, making more yeah, hip hop R and B type things. Um, but I can also see him going in different other routes. But I think it's really interesting how, especially here, there's a really collaborative music scene mm-hmm. that i'm seeing whereas i think in a lot of places it's not really like that no. so you're not from dc no i'm from california yeah bay area hip-hop famously oh, not nice. musical california oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what <did> you... <laughs> not at all musical place california no oh music. yeah no we don't have music yeah. there <laughs> that's why i have to come here to yeah everybody fun. knows uh-huh. leave california uh-huh. and go to dc if you want to be a star that's the truth yeah. that, that is the dream <laughs> I, I believe here um yeah, I'm going to be checking more of that guy out because he's, yeah, uh, yeah sometimes, uh, and this is, uh, it's you guys haven't been privy to these conversations. Uh, you might have heard them, though. Uh, I spent last year medicated for anxiety, like deeply medicated, uh, and now I'm not. But I find myself still wanting the vibes that I wanted, right? Because if you're medicated, you're like, I just want to be chill, man. I just needed to be okay. And I thought that would go away, and I thought I would be like really into death metal right now. I'm not. I'm just like, yeah, maybe I can get the chill shit. And then this is, uh, 
Yeah, it's good. Um, speaking of also good, and and I hope this isn't a twenty five hour long track, <laughs> but uh, Mister Sure, would you complain if it was? No, no, I wouldn't, Mister Sure. Uh, talk about your pick here, sir. You, yeah, go for it. Um, well, he's awesome. Yeah, he's uh, as as you mentioned. He apparently he I, I was not there for this, but I he did like a twenty five hour freestyle thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, that's really cool. But I mean, what it comes down to is just like, you know, all, I don't know, like all the stuff that I've heard that he's done is really cool. Yeah. The beats are really good. His crew um, puts out really cool shit because there's like Tony Kill and like Rob Stokes and like, you know, I just, I mean, th- th- there's more, but like, like, I just feel like there, there's really, really interesting. And I went to, and, and uh, I went to this thing at Studio Gaga that he's kind of involved with, like, and he has this project called Delta Seven that like has this guy Patrick Kane who does like mo- it's like live modular stuff yeah, and yeah like a few different and like Nappy Nap is involved with it and there's just some really cool like experimental uh, futuristic uh, just interesting hip hop and like techno as well I mean they were like the thing I went to the other day was just like this like they call it Tech Yes and it's like this just like night of like live techno and it was awesome yeah it was it was really good and like. Um, you know, I, I just, I just love forward thinking electronic music and, you know, it's, there's been a, a lot of it forever. I mean, hip hop always started as being like this yeah, future music sort of thing. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool hearing what's happening in DC. Um, and, uh, do, do you see, I, do you see him at the, at the spearhead of a movement? Or? I mean, for, I, I'm, I'm definitely, because, yeah, I can see that. Cause yeah. here, here's what I've seen in the past few years is that, uh, there was always a separation between hip hop and like the DIY stuff. All right. And, and like you, you could put it into three tribes, like hip hop, DIY, and then the IOTA scene. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and no offense, but you guys weren't around. Dude. <laughs> like, like the pop thing was like, there was a few, there's like gems and stuff, but, um, but I'm seeing that mix. Yeah. Like, very quickly. Yeah, like a lot of the Rhizome sort of stuff in the experimental. Rhizome, yeah, yeah, Rhizome is um, a good example. I remember when I first heard the band, uh, when I first heard like Death Grips and like Clipping, and I was like, I can't believe it took this long for this to happen, that like basically there's like this noise hip-hop music. Yeah. Because that's to me, you know, I mean, I, I basically came from like the noise world mm-hmm. for the most part, and like, y- you know, and then like if you like listen to like, Mob Deep or like early Bomb Squad stuff or like you know the first Wu Tang record that that shit's noisy it's like yeah. really noisy and it's re- and like I was talking to my friend about Mob Deep's The Infamous which is like one of my favorite records that record is bleak it isn't like unquestionably musically dark record and like it's noisy it's just like very stark and then there's just like scary it like sounds like you know it creates a very visual image that that works with the music really well and i right. think especially because we're living in very chaotic glitched out like you know like we're all on the internet all the time and i feel like you know we're constantly being like confused by just so much like sensory overload or whatever it's like the reason i think that like glitch and noise music is becoming popular now it's like yeah we live in a very noisy chaotic scary world and this is how the art's reflecting it and i think especially um hearing the way that that's sort of in influencing like the underground hip hop stuff. Um, it's that, exciting. That, that I just is think where it's the, very that is where the music. wild work is taking place. And we're, we're going to play this track. <sighs> track you want to play was Nike boy. It's yeah. Madagascar. Which is a bit older than the other it's ones, but, older. I, but I, I just really, yeah. I really like it, it. And, and, and uh, I have heard that before, but uh, you see it in something that just started a first listen today. With the, 
this will be out on Monday, but uh, we're going to be reviewing it. Uh, the uh, Quelcris and Jean Grey. Or Jean oh, Grey cool. Quelcris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is exactly what you're talking about in a way that I haven't heard in, honestly, like decades. I'll to, have to, to have it to be check that, that out. Part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely check Mara's it out. Mara's like really into to Green, to, to Jean Grey. But you, you know what the first, sorry, just to say one more thing, it's like, the funny thing is when I heard when Yeezus came out and I was yeah, just yeah. Like being like, oh, okay, so this is officially the future now because like if Kanye basically jumped on like that death that death grips trip and mm-hmm. like taking some of the stuff that was coming out on like Triangle and like Hacks and Cloak and all that, like I was like, this is cool. This is like really exciting. Yeah. This is, means yeah, that, that there's going to be like a, an audience for like really cool shit so but uh let's hear somebody who's not kanye um, no. uh sorry better than kanye. i'm so icy boy i'm so icy most call me nike boy i don't like me so icy y'all don't like me boy so icy so many Nikes, hoes call me Nike boy. Y'all don't like me. You niggas to kill me. Lord knows I'm my thoughts. So icy boy. The fake you ain't fucking with the real me. The real you ain't never seen right me boy. That's why you niggas got a problem when I'm filthy. That's why you niggas got a problem when I'm filthy. That's why you niggas got a problem when I'm filthy. That's why you. Yo. So icy boy. You looking at a young black worst nightmare. Don't got time to be playing. I'm a star. I'm a saying. Y'all don't know what I'm saying. I break a total pole on your mother head and take my black ass by paying. I'm the type of nigga that is probably gonna die hating. I'm the type to feel me fucking your wife and feel bad after. But I don't mind filming two times in case you're a real bad actor. I hate the fact that she beautiful because times I won't slap her. If I ain't had no morals, I would've enterprised that. Sympathize with that. Flexify her mind. Then simplify that. Baby girl, remind me of the rap game, baby. And don't none of that shit phase me. Man, man, work, 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 work. Shit, shit. I'm so icy, boy. So icy, boy. So many Nikes, most call me Nike, boy. Y'all don't like me. Uh. Y'all don't like me, boy. Check this shit out, bitch. Three things that I'm Kobe. I got a bitch who been a flick, has yet to get no exposure. I hold a nipples on my own, no company coming over. Don't bend the over, like what's the hold up? Hit when this bitch home like Malona. Holder than the price, like a poster. Up, eat up, both up the bolsters. Too big, but B cups coming over. Hungry, hungry, these from the water. Fuck me, love me, she loves the order. I'm RG3 Hutry, up it all to lovely. Queen Amazon. Who don't know? But bro, goddamn man, I'ma drink your soup, girl. Shit. Ah, so icy, so icy boy. So icy boy. Y'all don't like me, boy. I wish that one of you niggas to kill me. Lord knows that my thoughts is filthy. The fake you ain't fucking with the real me. The real you ain't never seen real heat. Lately I ain't really been fucking with people like that. Try and get some motherfucking money. Kobe think it's funny, the older my mom gets, I get more sorry for devoting myself to the soul like a dummy, give back more than I get, show for nothing, which is equivalent to order of money in a world beyond so much you order of money, Szechuan, more yummy yummy, turn them at a taco tummy, it's not so funny, I love all some lost old bunnies at a party, and then give it up to the God in the morning, praise the Lord, I'm just doing mine like you should be doing yours, my mind is not true, mine is more pure, and by the time you coincide to your void, I'll just remind you some rhymes like George, ha! straight from the young metal world, that's to the best. Best in the motherfucking world, best in the best of the motherfucking world. I wish that one of you niggas would kill me. Lord knows that my thoughts are filthy. The fake you ain't fucking with.
like the real me. The real you ain't never seen real me. That's why you niggas got a problem when I'm filthy. That's why you niggas got a problem so icy, boy. That's why you niggas got a problem when I'm icy, boy. So they Nike, you know it's only Nike, boy. I don't like one of you niggas to kill me. The fake so icy, boy. I'm so real me. That's why you niggas got a problem when I'm filthy. He's fucking I told I, look, he's uh Chris Richards from the Washington Post loves him. Yeah. Uh he is uh he's rapidly becoming, whether he likes it or not, I think the face of modern hip hop in DC or underground hip hop in DC. Uh and it's um it it yeah, it's it's wild. Have you have you played with him before? No, 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 I haven't. Uh I um Well I've been hearing about him for a little while from like everyone just like, yo, you gotta check out Sarah You and I'm just like you know, things come to me when they do, just by by the nature of, of 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 how life goes. And I finally got around to to hearing his stuff, and I was just like, "Yeah, it's absolutely incredible." Um, but uh, yeah, that's he's just that's you know the two local. I guess the other one isn't. It's like mainly Philly people, and then Luke's in it. But the two things I've been listening to this month, that like in that realm, are Irreversible Entanglements and yeah, and so are you. Um, although although Luke Luke Stewart just released a uh, I forget what the name of the band yeah is. like I just saw that today that it came out uh, it's and thing and I know Ghost, you and I right? know you I know you like tapes yeah, but if you just you know, put tapes. if you just put your shit out on tape like you don't exist you can't do that is it only on tape? it's only on tape oh, that's I was like because oh, well, I was like I am going to play the fuck out of this. And I'm gonna listen to the fuck out of this. I'm gonna I'll buy, buy the fuck it, out digitize of this. it, and yeah, but, it to but, you. Oh please, Sorry, somebody, somebody, like get it because. Yeah, tape uh, tapes are cool. Right? I mean, you should yeah. give an option for everything. Yeah, if you ask me. I mean, that's that's what, what we do with the way. Yeah, that is what you do. Uh, I, I love when I and I asked you too, even I, I, about listening to some stuff like you have the Stronger Sex album coming out. Blake mm-hmm. does. Yeah, uh, and so and uh, and I said, hey, you have a download, and you're like, I'm not a stream queen. Yeah, like, like, a, like you you get it. I mean, it's like you have to whether you are on whatever side of the industry you're on, you have to like service like the people that well, are willing to pay attention. I used to run a label or I used to co-run a label that did that thing where it was like being like, it was like all handmade records or tapes and oh my right. God. And like, that was so incredibly, it wasn't necessarily my idea. I was just part of it, but yeah, I was like, yeah. like it's, it's, it's kind of elitist and classist and it's also really not doing you any favors. Like if anybody wants to buy, oh, there's, there's also a cat. Right Samuel. Here. Samuel. <laughs> <I was> <laughs> Uh, like if somebody wants to stream it, like why deprive them of that? If they want to buy the record, they'll buy the record. You yeah. know, like, um, as I said, I, I personally, for whatever reason, I just, I don't, I don't like streaming. I just don't do that. But yeah, yeah. like, I don't care. I don't have like, you know, you can do whatever you want. Like as long as you hear the music, it really doesn't matter. But I, I saw an interesting piece. Uh, no shade at Luke though. Everyone no, to do it. No, no, no. That's Great. the thing. It's like he had, he is one of our, are being DC's most vital musicians. Uh, that is going to be one of the people carrying everything forward into the future. And but if people can't hear him, much like we played this on an earlier track, but you suggested this, the Mesthetics, mm-hmm. uh 
I was a little depressed when people and it, they describe it as the Fugazi plus a guy, and I'm like, no, no, no. You have one of the best jazz guitar players so in the good. country yeah. with two guys who haven't played in 15 years, except the effects, you know. But uh, yeah, but Wait, they don't play in the effects. Oh, no, he doesn't. No, 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 no. no I, I think Joe and Brendan. They, no, he plays in uh, Silver Sonic Haze. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's. I think he also plays with his wife, right, Janelle? Well, Anthony. Oh, no, yeah. Anthony. No, no, Anthony yeah. no, the person yeah, we're yeah. talking about is Anthony Perot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, and that, and uh, that shit is oh, wild. Yeah, yeah, but they, Kennedy, you know, yeah. they got, they got uh, on Discord, and they were like, yeah, yeah, let's 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 do this. And and it's that type of stuff that I think it's important for people to like start digging and looking for that. But it's more important, and we say this on every one of these, that venues start booking this. As like like as awesome as the Beehive is, as awesome yeah. as Paper House or anything is, it's a hard sell to get a casual music fan out to somebody's house. Oh, for sure. And then you have to deal with the people who do come out are just sort of like we were at somebody's house. I've had uh, a coworker of mine um, when I was when I was doing moving work and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I you know and I like invited a lot of my my friend like my coworkers to shows and it was before i was living at the beehive but like one of them straight up came to the house saw that it was a house and didn't come in yeah and i was like i was like oh why didn't you come in and, and it's because it just it doesn't come from the world of like diy music and he was just like being like i don't know i wasn't trying to like go into someone's house and i was like and it was i, I mean i understood it i was just like being like oh man there's so many people who you know because ultimately when you put on a house like you know i'm I'm sure, like, you know, there's definitely been house spaces I've been doing, like, oh, they have this, like, elitist attitude. But, like, yeah. that's never yeah. been my attitude. And, like, no, the reason no, no, I put no. on shows at a house is to make sure that there's an environment that music can occur. And, it, and there's no sense of elitism. It's just, like, being like, I got to make something out of nothing. And right now I got a house and a, a place to do it. But then you, it becomes clear just being like, yeah, that's not as open, uh, as uh, inviting as I think it might seem. Well, yeah. And I think, like, what we've seen, at least in our, in our, like, little less than a year playing music is, like, if you played a house show, because you did other feels a couple weeks ago, and it was awesome, yeah. right? But like that's and that's a totally different vibe too, because like you know, um, you're not worried about selling tickets, you're not worried about like bringing out a crowd to impress the booker, but at the same time, you're not necessarily going to be um, getting exposure to another band's fans. I mean, you might, mm-hmm. but but it's just a much smaller audience, and it's just a different experience where yeah. you play at a you know black hat or something like you have the chance to, but then you have the pressure of I better have a good show and and it's it's a very different. It's almost like the business side comes out more with the venue, yeah. But then you you also are limiting yourself with DIY, but you have more artistic freedom. It's a, it's a, it seems like a tough balance. I feel like you have to just kind of vacillate between the two worlds because like you know it's like you do the DIY shows mainly ideally because you like the space and you like the band. Yeah, totally. yeah. Um, but you never know. I mean, when I've been on tour, I've definitely played some DIY shows where I've like sold like a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I felt like for a while venues, I was like, well, people so, aren't going to yeah. buy stuff there. They're just going to get shit faced. Yeah. Like, which is know. not, which is not, which is not in any way to like look, uh, cast aspersion on DIY spaces or anything. It, 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 it it's a balance. Like if you're going to be a band, you, you have to get in front of people and not just people who are going to like love you. Yeah. And, and that carries any small scene or big scene forward. Uh, I mean, do you, you remember, uh, above the Bayou? Did you ever go there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I, I think I might have played their last show there. Did you? I, th- I was I th- there. Which, which I band? That, oh wait, no, I was there night one. I, th- I Quinn, think Quinn and Maddie ran that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I didn't, and, yeah, but and, anyway, and the bottom Quinn, line was I. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Quinn's part of our crew. And what was wild about that is is that, uh, that place was almost like a perfect way to do it, but it also was 
so off the rails that you it was literally seventy five percent of the people were just there to get fucked up. Oh yeah, it was definitely right? like a college, like like almost <laughs> like like you know like dorm room yeah, kind yeah. of vibe. But like, it, it was a big space. But it was like yeah. it, it it was like something out of a fucking like almost famous like deleted scene where yeah. like shit was just going wild. And like, it was a fun venue. It was a fun venue. It was like because we we were the olds. Like yeah, Quinn is is like a a brother or a son to me or whatever. But and he. <laughs> we went to the last show and we literally sat with the band in the kitchen drinking whiskey because they're like, nah, the kids are not going to handle us out there. <laughs> but, and it, no, it was true because we'd walk out and people would be like, Whoa, what is this? The fuzz? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it's fine. Yeah. Like, that's, that's it's what, punk, that, I guess. It's, no, it's it, ageist punk. <laughs> it's ageist. I don't know if it's punk. But... It's not really punk. I don't know what it is. It's DIY. No, it's rock and roll, man. It's just yeah, like, it's like you want that experience, and, and it's like you're not even rebelling. It's like you get a space to be free, and I think that's where these spaces uh, allow that to happen. But uh, if, if you can then also balance that with getting people in the gigs, in the places, um, okay, uh, Samuel is chilling. Yeah. I definitely like really bad toxoplasmosis, so I see a cat and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Same. We, we we got three, so you, you're goes. probably like all kinds of fucked up right now. Um, yeah, but get, getting like people uh, invested that way or listening to it on on whatever streaming service or not streaming service or whatever podcast or whatever, like it's it's like to me, it feels the most vital thing going on right now it's not about um we we're talking upstairs about publicists and yeah and it's not sure. a, and look publicists suck we know this but it's not it's not about getting the look that is going to make you a superstar it's like getting your community like the whole community to rally around you i think yeah no i think that um at least what I try to encourage with, with, you know, there's like a lot of different tiers from like, you know, running a label slash being in bands. Being bands like, you know, yeah. I mean, it's like I do both. So it's like, I don't know. I try to encourage that the, the experience of making the music and performing for people and the actual, you have to really enjoy doing it because it's really easy as a musician or as an artist or whatever to really lose sight of that very quickly Yeah, because you just, you just start thinking about because I think specifically, you know, we're indoctrinated from growing up watching MTV or whatever, you know, whatever platform that we got. There's an idea of what it means to be a musician, like you, and it's you can't erase that that quickly. Like over time, from like mm. you know, being a working musician and knowing that 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 uh that means of doing it no longer exists. Like it's just like you know, when I was ten and I picked up a bass and I was like, all right. I was like watching MTV in like 1995 or whatever. And I was like, be like, that's what I want to do. You know, <clears throat> that doesn't exist. And it hasn't existed for a long time. It hasn't existed for any of the period of time I'm that really I've glad, been in. Yeah, I'm really glad somebody finally said that. It's been it gone. It doesn't exist. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really outrageously dead. Yeah. And it's, and you know, there are musicians I know who are, who are, who are a bit younger than me and they, they, they still have their idea. It's the idea of it. And it really motivates some of the, I'm not gonna say it's homogeneously bad, but it, 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 it's not, 
it's not a healthy, sustainable, positive. Like you need to be motivated to make stuff because yeah. if not, you're just going to sit around and like wait around to die in a lot of ways. Like wait for the inspiration to come. <laughs> so you need something. You need some sort of fire under your ass. Yeah. Here. But like in in the same respect, like I feel like there there's there's a there's a middle ground. Like for me, I like to. I really just love the process of an idea turning into a piece of music. Like mm-hmm. I love it when it's like a vague idea and especially if you're doing it with other people. If you're doing it by yourself, that's that's pretty cool and that that can be very satisfying. But there's nothing better than like if you have like whether it's in a, a rehearsal room or like in the studio or whatever, like someone comes in and they got this idea and then someone else is like, "Yo, that's great. Let's try this." And then this this and this. And then out of nowhere or like when somebody gives you a demo and it's just like them playing like a keyboard or guitar or whatever or like i have a drum beat and then you go and you get into that world and you're like what do you think what does this make you feel and if like say like for example like that that track that you brought in is like oh it's very like visual it almost feels like you know like i don't know what i heard when i was listening to backtrack a little bit it was like kind of like you're in a rainforest and it's like really very yeah. colorful and very nature-based so like let's say somebody you know, you're, you're working with an artist or, you know, you're in a band with somebody or, or whatever. And they're like, Oh, this song, you know, I wrote it because it kind of reminded me of like being in this like cathedral, but like an ice cathedral. And you're like, okay, you just played it like on like a shitty Casio. But like, what if we build a synth sound that just sounded like a castle of ice? Like, you know, and then from there, and then someone else is like, yeah, and it reminds me of this sound. And then they bring their little thing together. And then uh, a group of people, are able to take someone's vague little spark of an idea and turn it into this like inferno of like sonic, you know, insanity. Mm-hmm. And that is enough, you know, obviously, you know, and I've known a lot of artists who are being like, well, I could just make records in my, my bedroom and then, you know, like fuck the world. And that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like, it should be enough to be like, whoa, we just made something awesome. And now I want to share it with people. Yeah. And that's, I hate to say it, but that that really is everything because all the business yeah. stuff is out of your hands. Like you have no say Preach, brother, whether people you, are going to like you it. Are just, to, to the choir, sir. I've tried like, it. Like, it doesn't I, work. You know, and this is the wrong room, I think, to be asking this question. In, but when people just do that, like when you listen to music, maybe ask yourself, like, does it have to be the best thing ever? It's never going to be. It, and if that's your, if that's your metric like your threshold like it's where you get your limiter set (laughs) (laughs) oh boy there we go (laughs) must be best thing ever like then you're gonna miss out on so much fucking first of all you're gonna miss out on everything in your city Mm -hmm. everything everything yeah you aren't gonna know a thing that's going on and you're not gonna care you're gonna be at the anthem every night and you're gonna be seeing whatever big ass band is going through town and that's it yeah but uh, in this case, missing out, you I think you're impoverishing and you're and you're cheating yourself out of like even uh as chaotic as these times are, even those like ten thirty seconds, a minute thirty seconds of joy you get from hearing something new. Like you said, you get the joy out of creating it, but even those those moments of joy just hearing it are worth it. During that Sarah U track, I felt yeah. that way. I was like, being like, I don't, I don't know this person particularly. I mean, I know who they are, but like, I have no particular investment right. one way or the other. But they, they, they followed, they, they followed the path. They followed the spark, you know. And 
when we were listening, you were like, "Oh, this is really good." I'm like, "Yeah, exactly," because that's what happens when you when you do that, and you can tell, you know. And I, I've worked with people one way or the other, you know, not as much involved in Blight, but in the past, people who are just so they wouldn't say it, but they're very cynically involved because they're, mm-hmm. they're they're the careerist aspect. And I'm just being like, you can even get big from that, but it's not going to be sustainable because the people. The few people I know who've really like got actually gotten big, which I I know a few, like yeah. they were the. I'm just being like, like people are like, how did they do it? I'm just being like, they just didn't give up and they really did stick with what they yeah. actually believed. And the people who weren't true to themselves, they may have gotten it their their foot in the door, but then they they didn't know what to do when they were in and, there. And put the year stamp on it, like, but I really did didn't give up. You mean like ten years, fifteen oh, yeah. years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the like, one person I'll use it as an example is Wise Blood. Are you familiar yeah, with her? Yeah, I grew up with her we were like really good friends when we used to play music together and um you know i'm not gonna go into any specific like details but like when we were like talking and she was like it was like right before that record came out Mm -hmm. like she was even she even had doubts about it she was like i don't know if this is like you know because she was in the industry for so long and they were basically like chipping away like her actual soul yeah i remember trying to figure out how to market instead of just being like uh they're trying to figure out how to market it by changing it instead of yeah, just, she, instead she, of doing their fucking she doesn't job need to change anything and she's being like fine. no we need to figure out a market yeah but um i mean that's what i like about soundcloud is that whole like aspect of just publishing something yeah for sure and also of going off someone else's work because there's so much remixing that happens on soundcloud and making mixtapes mm-hmm. of other people's work and like sampling and all of that yeah, that that's why I think is so beautiful about it is that you can kind of have that. Yeah, the community space. aspect. Yeah, yeah, as in a digital format with people all over the world and kind of get a different perspective. Yeah. Like even when I was like listening to music, I like I went down another rabbit hole like a while ago. But I found this guy in oh, I can't remember where it was like Jordan or something like that. But he was like it was super like just like a really specific type of electronic music that was like he he was reposting a bunch of other people that I guess maybe he knew or had worked with or something but it was their whole group had like really interesting like it was yeah. just a really interesting genre that I would never have found otherwise and maybe would really influence cool. someone else and, and that's something like outside I mean, these, these podcasts are are about DC music uh, or the DMV like mm-hmm. in general area but that's something uh, that uh my good friend Marcus Moore at Bandcamp has been really good about is is if you start looking and maybe this is a, a key for people who are trying to understand what's going on in DC over the past few years or whatnot or really get into it who aren't because people if you look if you're in if you're into the the music you're you you know you're, you're but look at other places look at places like jordan look at places like berlin look at places yeah like south africa london and and what you'll find is that it's almost exactly the same this type of human expression i don't think changes i think although I think stylistically I think, culturally yeah. it's informed it's informed by different things but it's not yeah like there 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 is a benjamin sure like in multiple cities Somebody who is you. Oh dear God! Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know it's true, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying. But I think that there's also something that's so unique about every place. Like, yeah. I, I, I can tell when I hear hip hop music that comes from the Bay Area, or that's trying to imitate the Bay Area, because there's like I actually Google it one time. It's called the 
808k drum set or something but it's like a very specific drum set that everyone in the bay area uses right. in their music and you don't really hear that from other places that aren't influenced by that or that the bay area wasn't influenced by like, well here and here it's go go yeah go go Goldwing's album yeah yeah straight up like informed by go go yeah. yeah. Well, right. I mean, I think that's what's so exciting. Like after our t- conversation about GoGo, I was thinking a lot about Juke in Chicago. Oh, and yeah, yeah. How similar those two are, but also how similar that is to like we were talking about. Um, what was it? Bounce also. Yeah. Oh, and like New but Orleans. those are yeah, those yeah. are all so related, but they're all so the distinct. Versions of it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that's that's kind of like with light. I, I wanted us. I mean, like we we sometimes bring up, but it's it's supposed to be kind of like how Discord. It's like it's a local. Like I want to yeah. foster the community. I don't mm-hmm. want to like specifically being like I'm not trying to like scout people from. I want to like work with who's here and yeah. like create something that's being like, look, this is all happening. So we're just documenting it. Would mm-hmm. you put out a, a Surrey U record? I would absolutely. If you're listening, Surrey U, <laughs> I am down to put out whatever. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going on the record and saying it. Right. I don't give a shit. Your mm-hmm. shit's the fucking best. So yes, uh, no, I would, I would love to. Um, I'm just, I'm, you know, and it's how it goes. It's like you put out one record and then things expand and then you make connections with people. I mean, that's how everything at least in, in Boyd has been. It's like organic so and it's life, man. Yeah, I'm not trying to push anything. I'm yeah. just trying to document it, give everything the best chance, and everything as a result, it'll it'll work as long as you're putting in the work for it. Yeah. And I think that like, there's been this idea of being like, yo, you just got to hustle. I'm just being like, that's, that's like, you're trying to manipulate people into doing stuff. That's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to, to, to put it out there, but don't try to con anybody in your don't con, work hard. Yeah. That definition of hustle. Work yeah. Hard. That's different. But I think it's associated with being like, like, like somebody like coming up to you and just being like, yo, listen to my band. This, I'm just being like, no, that's not <laughs> the way to do it. Like play. Like, it's like being like, you can do it in a more dignified way. Like play your music. Peep, if it's good, people will be like, I want to know more about your band. And you're like, or you're, you're like, if you're an MC or like, whatever, just like, you know, you put it out there and then people will come to you. If it's good, if it's not good, then work and make it better. But like, don't do yeah. the whole, like, Hey, you've never heard me, but like, check out my shit. Cause I, as a, if someone does that, I've they've automatically lost me because I I feel like you're trying to like con me into something, and I'm like, you know, if you're a, good, it, you'll I'll hear. About I think it's funny that you say that too because I think there's there's truth to that, and that it's like you have to hustle, you can't push it. But there's also a tricky spot I think for anybody, especially in the first part when they have a band and they're not like an industry veteran, and it's a tough spot. I think you find a lot of people who are who are very much devoted to the idea of being DIY or devoted to the idea of being, um, you know, let the music stand on its own. We're not gonna like do some bullshit sponsorship you know we're not going to like push us on you in some uh, way that you don't want to hear but at the same time you don't know anybody in the industry you don't know where the venues are you don't know any of the bookers that, that and is fair and i don't know the answer to this but i can tell you like it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky dance to try to be like okay i don't even know who to email here and i don't know any of these bands i can like send them a facebook message and they'll be like who the fuck are you right like yeah. so it's it's tough i think and i think that's maybe part of it is just you have, to, you have to feel it out naturally i think maybe that's part of it yeah um but it's an interesting thing to be able to be both at once organic in the scene and like try to learn from it but also not be that posered person is trying <laughs> to you know like hey look at me i'm cool too i can well be. maybe just go to the shows and meet people organically well, right. yeah like, i think i think people and especially dc is pretty all. receptive to that i think you know most people yeah. are pretty nice i mean like for, we were talking about aesthetics and like i went to this thing at black cat where they played there like a month ago maybe a little more than a month ago and um 
And afterward, I, I, I went up and I was like, hey, I loved your music. And Brendan Canty, who was, you know, hot shit. He's like, he's like you know. <laughs> and he was super nice. Taught for like 15 minutes just chatting. And it was, it was not pretentious at all. And just like, just chat, just shooting the shit. And it was cool that, you know, I think if you were to be like, oh, this guy who's like playing with Seth Meyers, Seth Meyers band next week is going to chat with you. But no, I'm not going to talk to that guy. But if you just try, people are pretty nice. Well, which is the whole other thing about how we view musicians and how we view art and how we, you know, it's like, it, it gets into what a lot of what we've been talking about about just the human interaction. Like just walk. Now look, I will go on record saying I can't talk to Anthony Perrault. I can't do it. I I am good friends with Kenny, his brother. I fucking tried at the Do Drop In Mesthetic show, and I'm just like, thanks for shredding, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. So I mean, look, that's somewhere in all of us is this. We can't do that. But if you if you just like you saw somebody just do something that you thought was amazing. And if you just walk up and talk to them and not be like creepy or like fall out, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. like, it'll all be fine. It'll be better. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally and everybody that I know, like I, 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 I'm, I, I appreciate it. Like I, I like right. as, as long as it's balanced, as long as it's not some weird power dynamic where like you feel like, like the person is so, you know, which happens, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it's like, it's it's nice having like being able to like connect with people yeah. because fundamentally I think in a lot of ways you're doing it not strictly to do it but it's nice when you can make something and someone's like this meant a lot to me because of this and you can like have a dialogue with them because I know that as a listener I would appreciate that like if I like somebody you know like some someone's art or whatever like I don't see them on a higher plane I just want to like you know be like oh cool we're clearly yeah. and on the same page because we both I am receptive to what you've created and you created it. So there's something like clearly we're speaking the same language. The right. Same capacity. So that's a, that's a fucking amazing way to put it. Yeah. It's, it's all conversation. Yeah. You know, yeah. music, it's like somebody just says the first, it's like the first part of the conversation. It's like, you know, like let's say you see, you see like Anthony play a set or whatever. And like, you know, or let's let's say Brendan, because that's who specifically we were talking about. Like he like, you know, because I was also a huge fan of Fugazi and specifically his drumming and all that. And, you know, let's say I was to like talk to him and, you know, we're talking about something and he's like, and you you hear someone about like, oh, wow, that's a good point. I never really thought about things that way. Then the conversation is being like, it's, it's, it's reciprocal, you know, right. or whatever. And like, I think that's an important, I think, in a weird way, and I just thought about this right now, but it's it's important for fans to talk to the people that they're like inspired by because you they need to hear what you have to say yeah. so they can learn and they can they can get more of a perspective because you like we're all people and everybody has a unique perspective. So if we're hiding it from each other out of fear or whatever, it's like you know you think about it this way: you might be depriving Anthony of some insight. You never know. Just, no, well, it, it, look, eventually it'll happen. He's a nice guy. I, a no, he is. He totally is. It's What's just up, like Anthony? four times. Four <laughs> times now. It's just been like it. Something kicks in, and I and I can't like you have I, to wait for the right time. I break down. Look, you know, guitar players, man. It's like it's rare to have a guitar hero past the eighties. That's, and, that's a good point. And and he is he is worthy of guitar heroism. Uh, and that that set that set was so potent and so uh, fucking perfect that I lost my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and I went back to the dude drop in, and they were like, "Nah, that's gone. Yep, it's gone." So. 
I still haven't seen them. That's another band off to it's check out. Damn good. Yeah, it's, it's damn good. that's what I've I've been hearing. It, it's kind of amazing. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll talk to them down here. Uh, thank you guys for for coming down. And uh, any last digs at Dowling? No, anybody? No, no. Hey, but Matt Dowling? No, no, no. Let <laughs> me talk some shit on Matt. <laughs> oh shit! I got nothing. Let's to say. Uh, hit pause. <laughs> Band is gonna be back talking shit oh, about Matt man. Dowling. Oh man! No, uh, thank you guys for coming down and uh, Vivian, like you're you're around and stuff. Uh, ben, Dave, come back anytime. Absolutely. Seriously, awesome. Thanks a lot of fun for having us. Do some shit. Yeah, All right. Thank you. Later, guys. Big thanks to Ben and Dave and Vivian for coming down and hanging out for a little while. Uh, talk about this city that we love, that we live in, that we call home. Um, always, like, I hope you guys learn stuff by listening to this when we talk about the DC scene that maybe you didn't know. I certainly do. Uh, you can't know everything, and uh, we don't pretend to try and know everything down here. And uh, so these are, this is a way, um, even even stuff, like, I've been a fan of Blight for for a good minute here, but uh, talking to Ben about the history of Blight, uh, this is off mic and and all the work he's put into it, it definitely recontextualizes it. And uh, now I'm a bigger fan, is what I'm saying. Um, and that's what talking to people does. It can uh, it can uh, make your life a little better. Uh, that is it for this edition of Chunky Lives of the Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us in iTunes. You can leave us a rating or a message there. That's actually officially called. Apple Podcasts, but yeah, whatever, man. You know how to get to it. Uh, listen to us on Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Uh, you can always listen to us directly at our podcast host, Pippa.io. They're great. Give them a few bucks, and uh, they will have all the tools you need to get your story, your voice, uh, or just your noise out on the internet. Uh, you can always also listen to it on www.chunkyglasses.com. You go there. You're going to see all the fantastic work of our live guys who are out in this DC scene, covering DC bands and national bands alike. Matt Condon, Mauricio Castro, and uh, Avery Junius are out there uh, pretty much every night, just covering the shit out of stuff. Uh, amazing photographers. And, uh, you know, I, I actually uh, was out at the march this weekend, and I haven't... Uh, I used to shoot all these shows, and I haven't t- taken my uh, my camera out in quite a long time and I uh, had, a, had a good good time doing it so maybe I'll get back out in the pit uh, we'll see we will see uh, that is it come back on Thursday I think we're going to be talking to Ryan Walsh he wrote an amazing book called Astral Weeks the Secret History of 1968 uh, it is for my money the one of the best books ever written about around uh, four including rock and roll uh, but you should read it and decide for yourself. But uh, he stopped by this past Friday and we sat down before a book reading here at uh, Right Proper Brewing, and, it, and it's just a lovely conversation. And it's a fan. It's, seriously, it's a motherfucker of a book. So uh, that's coming up. We got Casey Musgraves coming up. We have uh, Why Oak has a new album coming up. Uh, that's that's exciting. We have. I think we've talked about it. Uh, Marcus, myself, and Timothy Ann. Uh, Burnside sat down and talked about Living Color Stain. Uh, that is coming up. Lots of lots of good shit coming up in April. Um, so 
do stay tuned. Uh, and with that, we are out of here. We'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon. Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>